All right, so revival in Africa. Um, pretty hard to talk about Africa in a few minutes. However, we'll do our best here to just cover the highlights of recent times. Um, the reason it's hard to talk about Africa is simply the size of it. Um, if you see here this map of Africa, you can see uh, a, a landmass that's something like three and a half times the size of Australia, 54 countries and uh, 1.2 billion people. Um, we're represented in 12 of those countries today uh, where we've got assemblies are currently operating and uh, you can see those circled there from over in West Africa, in uh, Sierra Leone, Liberia and just uh, across from Liberia is Ghana where we've had a few baptisms taking place here and there. We did have a small group there a while back but we're hopeful that something's about to restart there as well. Uh, we come across to East Africa and uh, you can see there right in the very centre, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Uh, to the right there, you've got uh, Uganda, uh, Kenya again uh, to the right, then just below that, Rwanda, Burundi, Tanzania, further south to Malawi, Mozambique, Zambia, and then right down south, we've got uh, the very tip uh, is uh, Cape Town in South Africa, where we also have an assembly. So I'm not going to go through all of these countries tonight, but certainly to pick out uh, a few of them and just to bring you some of the highlights. Now, just to also mention that in a normal year, I would travel over to Africa for my two or three times uh, during the year, probably spend somewhere between eight and 10 weeks over there. Um, and that's where I collect most of the material that actually goes into these presentations. But as it is at the moment, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go there since uh, uh, early 2020. And I just got back just as the borders closed coming into Australia. So um, in the meantime, we've been staying in contact, uh, particularly with the pastors there, and uh, just continuing to encourage uh, to keep uh, uh, following through with preaching the gospel and just uh, supporting the saints through what has been a pretty torrid time for many of them in countries like Uganda, which we'll look at in a moment. Uh, that was uh, very strictly um, implemented, the lockdowns that they had, curfews, uh, people getting beaten in the streets uh, quite badly if they were found out uh, breaking the curfew. So it was uh, quite a different scenario perhaps to what we have found ourselves in. Um, but nonetheless, the saints have come through that and there's been quite a bit of growth throughout Africa during that time. Um, so we will come to Uganda first up, and this is uh, on the right-hand side there, you can see a picture of a meeting. This is at a place called Nyorka, and it's um, oh, only about uh, five kilometres or so from the border with the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, it's quite an unsafe place for Australians to travel. The whole of uh, this area is uh, a red zone on Smart Traveller. We're not advised to go there. We actually went with guards when we actually went into the bush from here, just because of the uh, danger that it presented. But uh, here we have a group of about 50 saints or so, very rudimentary buildings, as you can see, but they love the Lord and they gather together and encourage one another. And uh, they continue to see revival taking place. On the left-hand side, you see a couple of photos here of a very recent trip. Uh, the man in the blue shirt in the top photo is uh, Pastor Joseph Mbale. He is from uh, Nairobi in Kenya. He runs the work there uh, where across Nairobi, they have about eight assemblies 
uh, around about 200 saints spread across uh, those assemblies and quite a, a rapidly growing work there. And on his recent trip, only about four weeks ago, he uh, baptised a number of people and you can see a group of them there in the bottom left-hand corner, uh, just uh, really enjoying uh, coming to the Lord and beginning their life in Christ. Uh, moving on to Rwanda and Burundi, uh, neighbouring countries there. Uh, some may remember Rwanda as a place of the genocide back in 1994, a horrific time of killing in the space of eight months or so. There was uh, around 800,000 people killed. Uh, Rwanda is a country of only around 12 million people. At that time, 2 million people left the Catholic Church. And as a result, there's a multitude of smaller churches that have popped up. Some might say we're part of that, but uh, it's growing and we've got around 700 saints or so now across uh, Rwanda in the 13 assemblies that we have here. Um, the two pictures you see at the bottom, hopefully you can see those well enough. You can see a very um, dilapidated kind of building, a meeting taking place under just a bit of um, hessian that's been set up there. Uh, in the background in the right hand lower picture, you can just uh, make out Pastor Ezron Rotua, who is the uh, senior pastor over the work uh, across Rwanda, and he's preaching to a group of people there. And this was on my trip back in uh, 2016. Since that time, we've built a hall. We then had to continue to improve it to meet government uh, standards. And so the hall that you see at the top there is uh, the completed hall that they now use. Um, on the side of a hill, baptisms are conducted about 15 minutes walk down the hill, about a 200 metre drop down to the creek where uh, you're generally surrounded by at least 100 people come to watch somebody getting baptised. But it's great fun and uh, people really uh, enjoy coming out to hear the word uh, in places such as this. This is another area called Kabarori. This is uh, uh, north of the area that we were just in there at uh, that assembly previously was Chamawea. This is Kabarori and uh, it's a newer area and there's another group of saints uh, gathering here. The first time I went to this location was just an amazing time. Um, there was a, a room in a house that uh, we owned at the time uh, that we used as our meeting hall. And uh, over the course of uh, half an hour, uh, there were 32 people in the room, 27 of them received the Holy Spirit, all speaking in tongues. Uh, it's just as you read on the day of Pentecost, the sound of a rushing mighty wind as one by one, each of them received the Holy Spirit. It was just a wonderful time. So the assembly now meet in this new hall specified by the government. They've got to have it. And a uh, great meeting there, about 120 people on that particular occasion, all gathering together, many visitors, and on the two days that we were there, there was another 22 people who were baptised in a dam not far from the hall. And uh, most of those receiving the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Um, moving across now the border to Burundi, uh, neighbouring the two countries, Uganda, Rwanda, and also to Kenya, uh, Tanzania. Uh, it's uh, surrounded by each of those countries. And we've had to undertake a number of projects. And this is a farm project that's been uh, undertaken in the rural areas away from the capital city. It's um, about 2,000 metres above um, uh, Lake Tanganyika, uh, where uh, the uh, capital city is. And uh, you climb up into the mountains and uh, we've got our assemblies. Most of the saints are actually located there with the one assembly outside of that area down uh, in Bujumbura itself. 
and uh, they had to undertake a project. Initially, uh, the government wanted us to undertake the building of a school or a hospital. And they're out of our league, I'm afraid. We can't run those kinds of buildings, let alone build them. So we negotiated eventually. And uh, Pastor Desiree, uh, I won't try and pronounce his surname, but he's the man that you see there with the long sleeve shirt in the middle with the gum boots, big smiling face. He was a, a major in the armed forces and police force. Before retiring, he heard the word uh, in a hotel. He was serving, he overheard people from uh, the church uh, speaking about the Lord. He inquired, which led to him coming to the Lord. And then as a result of that, the work began in Burundi. This assembly here is called Behemba, and they built this particular farm project. And uh, that's it completed now. This was uh, completed about uh, 18 months or so ago. And they're now farming uh, pigs. Uh, goats and chickens, which to us mightn't seem too much, but for them, this is still a big effort and a, a great hurdle to meet to satisfy the government while at the same time, hopefully uh, being able to generate uh, some uh, support for themselves while also contributing to the economy in the rural areas of Burundi. Um, a pig over there cost about $100. Um, a goat costs $75. That's beyond uh, the capability, uh, and those figures, by the way, are US dollars. So about 100 Aussie for a pig, uh, sorry, 130 or $40 uh, Australian for a pig, about $100 for a goat, to put it in perspective. And they're now farming these to sell and uh, be able to generate some money for the church. Uh, in Bujumbura itself, through COVID, they've had great revival. They've had about 70 baptisms. Uh, the church has really grown from about 20, 25 people. Uh, Pastor Desiree, you can see there on the right-hand side, he's with a brother, Patrick, from the leader from DRC in that particular photo. The group at the top have all been baptised. Uh, in the front, there's his wife, uh, sister, Francine, and daughter um, that uh, just happened to get into that particular photo. But uh, they're really enjoying the work of the Lord uh, in Bujumbura at the moment. There's a new centre just been established over towards the Kenyan border, and there's another group of people hearing the word at the moment, and they're expecting to start another assembly uh, very shortly in that uh, location as well. Uh, this is um, a project being undertaken. Now, I just want you to consider all of the modern technology and construction equipment that's being put to use in the effort here to construct. You can see that little video on the right-hand side. You can see all the machinery that they're employing, uh, the safety equipment that's being used, the manual handling techniques that are so carefully considered um, as these people go about building a hall. This workforce has been pulled together to help the saints as they build a hall in Bujumbura. Um, everything's done by manual handling, no safety equipment, no concern for whether or not people get hurt or anything like that. You see the lady piling the stones on a head there to carry them across to where they're laid in place. But this is the foundation of our new hall that's going in there. Uh, it's the headquarters for the church, with the, which uh, again, the government is insisting on in um, a number of countries, both uh, here as in Rwanda and also in Zambia at the moment. But work has commenced and uh, the mission fund contributions that are sent across to Africa 
this is where they go to helping the saints uh, provide for what they need to be able to, to uh, please the government as we need to, and of course, to operate the church. Moving back to DRC, it's the largest of the countries in uh, Africa here. And you can see here the photos of uh, the center in uh, the city of Lubumbashi, which is down on the south uh, border, uh, very close to Zambia. And uh, that's the meeting you can see. And uh, revival has been taking place steadily here. Uh, Pastor Desiree from uh, Bujumbura in uh, Burundi, he flies down here uh, two or three, maybe four times a year, just to give some uh, uh, guidance to the people and the leaders here and to help the work continue. So really pleased with the way this is taking root here and becoming established. And uh, it's very exciting to think of what the Lord can do in a country like DRC that is so big and so spread out and so many people that uh, are yet to hear the word of God. Uh, skipping right down to the south uh, for a moment to um, uh, Cape Town. This is a, a picture from uh, a couple of years ago when uh, my wife Tony came over with me and uh, we'd done a trip across, uh, actually it was prior to this trip, we went across to Ghana on a previous visit and had some fun there preaching the word and uh, seeing the Lord uh, really work. Here in Cape Town, uh, many would remember Pastor uh, Ron Carslake, who's now passed away. Uh, right on the far right, you can see his wife, Helen, uh, sitting in a meeting there. And uh, Pastor Ronnie is the man uh, with the, the paler shirt towards the back of the hall in the very centre of the picture behind the uh, projector on the desk. Um, he runs the assembly now. So uh, like his namesake, Pastor Ron has uh, taken over and uh, really doing a good job in uh, bringing the saints through a, a, a very... A tough time of uh, COVID-19 and the uh, restrictions that they had on them there at that time. They love their outreaching and uh, get out on the street every Saturday morning and they put up these uh, banners and just hand out leaflets and invite people. Very easy to talk to people. Um, remember just the times I've been there, you can just grab somebody, introduce them to uh, what the Lord has done, get to sit down with them, have a chat and often get a name and telephone number and uh, often people are coming to the meetings. They've had six baptisms uh, just in the beginning of this year and Pastor Ronnie was telling me they're really looking forward to a bumper year um, through this time uh, coming out of COVID. Moving up to Malawi and Mozambique are two countries that are, are very close together. Uh, Mozambique's actually wrapped around much of Malawi. We've got assemblies in the very south of Malawi as well as in the capital city of Lilongwe. Uh, in Mozambique, uh, we're near the border of Malawi. We've got about eight assemblies and there's a couple of hundred saints across the two countries there and uh, pretty isolated through this time of COVID. Um, but they really enjoy the word of God and uh, uh, Brother Watson Square, who's the leader in Malawi, he's doing the baptisms on the left-hand side there. These are fairly recent baptisms from his home centre. It's called Area 24 in the long way. And uh, he's built a hall in his own property there that uh, the saints can meet in. And they love getting together there and uh, talking about the things of the Lord. Pastor Charles Matizia is the man you see on the right-hand side of this picture. He's a pastor from Kimwezi in Kenya. He's been overseeing this work, traveling here again, two, three, four times a year at different times to encourage the saints and help the church grow there. Unfortunately, they had a big cyclone event 
uh, just as uh, there's been flooding up in the uh, north of uh, Australia and along the uh, central coast there, um, they had a big cyclone called Cyclone Anna go through here at the end of January, um, reported uh, something like 20,000 houses that were destroyed as a result of it. These are a couple of the Saints houses, some of the, the flooding you can see there in the shops and so on, uh, uh, quite uh, devastating. And of course, uh, the uh, houses are nowhere near constructed to the same standard that we might have. So it does really affect them quite badly. We've uh, sent over quite a bit of support to the tents on the right, uh, sorry, the left top picture there. They're not uh, ours, um, but just indicative of the temporary accommodation that's been provided. We have provided food to help the saints get through. We provided seeds so that they can plant new crops, blankets to keep them warm, and some temporary shelter over the top of the houses and the like while they undergo the uh, rebuilding of the houses that they have there. This happens periodically. It's not not something new to them. They have cyclones much as we do in Queensland and Western Australia and Northern Territory, and they're just so devastating each time they go through, they wipe out uh, large swathes of land, crops, and uh, cause quite some uh, devastation. So Mission Fund again supports this, and uh, this is where it all goes to helping the saints over there. Uh, moving uh, over to Kenya, and I'm just about out so uh, of time, I just want to wrap up fairly quickly here. Uh, these are some of the Christmas camps that you can see here. Uh, the Machakos um, Zone Camp in the uh, top left-hand corner. Uh, Pastor John Cece is the man on the uh, crutches that you can see there. Very bad motorcycle accident. He's what they call a border border, a motorcycle taxi rider, and got involved in a very bad accident. And uh, uh, smashed himself up, ended up in hospital, but he just loves the Lord and you can't keep him down. And he's uh, still very active supporting the saints and the new assemblies they've got in the Machakos zone. And uh, over uh, this uh, Christmas period, they weren't able to have what they would normally have, which is one great big camp somewhere. Instead, they had to have zone camps. And so he had uh, a zone camp uh, in Machakos. You can see post Pastor Joseph, uh, Mbali is actually on his uh, left-hand side as we look at the screen there, just kneeling down in the front as well. Uh, on the right-hand side is the Kaborni zone um, and uh, just getting together there, enjoying their Christmas camp. Bottom left-hand corner, you see uh, the Kibwezi, sorry, bottom right-hand corner is the Kibwezi youth meeting. Um, and we've got uh, uh, a group of the uh, young people coming together to be encouraged. It's not the whole of the young people. They have several hundred across uh, the assembly there or assemblies across uh, Kenya. There's about a 70 assemblies throughout uh, the country there. And uh, so they enjoy getting together and having their camps. Uh, we've also got the Kasasi zone camp. That's the bottom left-hand um, uh, picture that you see there. And that's a camp that uh, Pastor Sammy Mwanzia uh, attended. And I've got a little uh, video here of the saints in that particular meeting uh, singing away there. So I'll just play it. <laughs>
So did you pick past a semi there? Uh, man in the brown uh, top there with the red uh, across the top there. He uh, uh, enjoys his camps and getting together with the Saints there. They very much uh, enjoy spending a lot of time together, encouraging one another, building the unity, and they see lots of revival as a result of that. Um, I've shown these pictures in a few different places, so forgive me if you have seen them before. This is a very young Pastor Bob Hutton on the left-hand side and a very young Pastor Sammy on the right-hand side. Uh, at the time that he came to the Lord back in 1989. Uh, this is one of their very first meetings that they held. And uh, this is the type of meeting that they hold at a rally where they had 400 saints uh, a few years back, uh, just gathering together, about 1,500 plus saints. Pastor Sammy's always a bit coy to tell me the exact number, but I suspect it's pushing up towards 1,800 and maybe more now as they've enjoyed over 200 baptisms through the time of COVID. Um, just finally here, oh, that picture wasn't meant to come up like that. I do apologise. Um, on the, uh, this isn't working too well. The left-hand side is meant to be a photo of a couple. Um, and uh, these are a couple that uh, spent a, quite a bit of time with. And it's Nelson and Georgina. Um, and it's just a short couple of testimonies. Nelson, when he came to the Lord, had a really back, back, uh, bad back, completely healed. His wife, Georgina, completely healed of an anger problem that she had. And uh, she's just amazed at the way the Lord took that away. The couple you see on the right-hand side, Sister Regina Wayua and uh, her husband, Michael. When I first met Regina, she was a very troubled lady. This is only a couple of years ago. She was actually um, uh, had some sort of mental illness. She was climbing up onto the roof of the uh, rally hall that we were meeting in at the time, running around. People were chasing her and trying to calm her down. We were sitting down with her, having prayer with her. She's been completely healed. And the Lord's just wonderfully restored her life now married and uh, enjoying a wonderful life. So that's just a taste of the work happening over in Africa. I need to finish up and hand back to Sam. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. There's so much more I could share. Uh, if you've got any questions about it, uh, feel free to contact me sometime. Only too happy to share more anytime. Thanks, Sam.